0: Hey, Brett. Hey, Sean. It's, um, surviving President Trump, week 23. It's April 18th, and we did a thing.
1: We're not only surviving, but thriving. Okay. Um. <laughs> we did a thing. Yeah. This, there you go.
0: This Tuesday, we went to a town hall with Debbie Dingell, who is Our, a bitch in control.
1: She called herself a bitch, and I fucking love her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm kind of a bitch. I was like, you are, but that was, that's what makes you charming. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't eat. <laughs> no. I'll do some talking. So Debbie Dingell is the 12th District of Michigan's uh, congresswoman. She represents us in the house. And she gives no fucks. And she did, like, basically, I don't know how many times she did, like, the disclaimer, like, oh, I'm getting in good trouble for this or oh, I shouldn't say this, or someone's going to get mad at me, but I'm going to say it. And then she'd say a thing that was like, ah! She said it! I guess. Ha! <laughs> I don't I, know, that
0: didn't happen that much.
1: It happened a lot that she was... Well, maybe not like the disclaimer thing, but she said stuff that I've never heard a politician say, uh, ever. Yeah,
0: she was very candid.
1: Yeah, good word. Ooh, candid. What <laughs> a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, she said... Um... She basically said that she can't do anything a
1: lot and that we just have to organize. She said, Good job, it's working, you gotta keep it up and I can't do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like she pushed a lot of emphasis on state reps for certain things. Mm-hmm. And that is admittedly something that I forget to consider or do. I don't really Yeah,
0: especially, think about it. um I guess like foster care
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um Medicaid, Medicare, whatever. There's that Healthy Michigan program they kept talking about. That's a state program that Rick Snyder signed, which is his one legacy. Something she
1: brought up. Um, okay, before we dive too deep, I think we should talk about how this came about. <laughs> who hosted?
0: Yeah. Who else okay. was there? It's and hosted by Indivisible.
1: Yeah, which, is that normal that they do that? Do they ho- Do they... Co-sponsor town halls now. Is that part of the movement? That's exciting.
0: Yeah, it's a thing where you set up your own town hall and you invite the rep. And if they don't show up, it's it looks bad for them. That's one way to force them hmm. to do them. Um, so yeah, it, it does happen. It's. Um, I mean, she also she's been doing them every day. I guess she's been. I think she said she did twelve this week. This week yeah. or something. So, yeah. Um, It's not all just that. She does hold her own stuff.
1: Yeah, she does a lot of stuff. Like, she mentioned a couple of meetings she has, like, under the radar that really aren't like she just meets. I I didn't quite understand. She talked about that group of 10. There's 10 of us. There's 10 of us. I don't know what they meet for, what they do. She didn't really elaborate. It It sounded
0: like they're meeting in a bunch of different places with different people to learn about the future of the economy. And unemployment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't have a name yet, but they're meeting.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. She's like actively fighting for universal health care. She's been actively fighting for, you know, public schools, all that shit. She'd always start with like a, like a thank you. And yeah, you just have to, be loud in your community, yeah. And then she would finish with like, and I'm doing this, this, and this, but like, whatever, it's not yeah. really going to do anything unless you guys, exactly, <laughs> unless you guys step up and stay loud and organize. With, um, you have to make a coalition. Is what she said a lot. You
1: have yeah, to, you have to
0: make your coalition. And she'd mention how people in Dearborn have all these connections with all these people across the nation
1: and Gross Point people.
0: Or that's what I meant in Gross Point because they're rich yeah she like called them out.
1: <laughs> yeah, this
0: guy said he was from Gross Point. and she was like, You're from Gross Point. You should be starting a coalition with all those connected people to right. do something about public schools. And uh, it was cool because she kind of
1: knew her limits, <laughs> yeah, she was very admittedly like, Oh, you know, I gotta, re- I gotta look into that. I-, I gotta think about that. I'm not sure. It sounds like a good idea, but I don't know. And she was very honest. She didn't do that a lot. She knew a lot about She knew a lot, things. yeah, but, like, when she did do it, it was, like... And she made the quip, you know, like, a lot of politicians will just fucking lie to your face. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. So, um, it was cool because, as someone who... This is my first public interaction with my congresswoman. It was cool to feel like she was introducing herself to me, but also that we were, like, longtime friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like both... Like, she did a good job of, like unapologetically being herself, but also kind of explaining herself and the way that she does business, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate it. Cause I'm always wondering like, how the fuck do these people look into stuff? How do they know what bill two, five, seven is? And she was just like, I don't, there are a lot of bills. I don't know. It might be the bill. There's a lot of bills like that. Right. There <laughs> like, So, I asked if she would <laughs> co-sponsor
0: a bill about Syria and not sending any more troops or money. She's like... And she was like, there's a lot of bills that say the same thing. <laughs> I haven't read that one, but I'm sure my name's on something like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of concerning that
1: she didn't know, like... I don't think so. her name I think, was on something. But, no, I think she... Um, it might. She meant, like, it might be on something similar, but I can't tell you because there's too many fucking numbers and, like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's the impression yeah. I got. Not... It's not important. Like, I don't know. I th- I got the impression, like... There's a lot of shit. You guys are angry. I'm angry too. I called myself a bitch. Remember? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but, you know, she said she'd put something out soon. Yeah. About the war stuff. But she did, you know, say that she doesn't support more troops. Troops, yeah.
1: Without congressional yeah. approval. she always go back to Congress. Um. Also, so, yeah, Indivisible co-sponsored this. They had a rep there who was dressed as a suffragette, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was my personal hero in life. Um, she had a sash that said Indivisible on it, and she told her personal story and how, why she was dressed as a suffragette, and she kind of went over, like, the Indivisible. She basically bare-bones the 20-page Indivisible doc for us. Um, and then had this workshop, how to make our questions at the town hall better, which is very valuable. And I feel like that's something that people don't do enough is like teaching you how to be a citizen and not just get up there and be like, I'm mad about taxes. Yeah. Like, um, so that was cool. Uh, Debbie Dingle brought with her some experts. I cannot remember their names one was from Michigan Works he's an executive there and he was there to talk and answer questions about job creation the other expert she had worked for a public policy health, a public health policy nonpartisan non-advocacy group where they basically do they like research all the things about healthcare and they make that available to politicians to and other people to make decisions about Um, and there was our lovely moderator who just recently got involved with politics. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. Don't know his name either. Charlie.
0: Yeah.
1: Char, Charlie,
0: maybe. None of them were that interesting. I, I can (laughs) test that. I, I. Michigan works guy was cool. He gave me a lot of
1: information I didn't know, but I didn't know these people were in the community. Like, I didn't think, like, oh, yeah, there's a face to this group, and they actually provide a service that would be useful in certain contexts. Like, I valued, first of all, how fucking awesome of Debbie Dingle to bring people with her. To be like, hey, I don't know everything. Here's people that can give information and context.
0: That is very Debbie Dingle from what I know of her She's now. She's fucking real.
1: <laughs> and that's it, it, and smart, too, to be like, hey, I don't know everything. I want to bring people together. I'm gonna ask real people from this community to partner with me and help answer questions. Also, um, it adds legitimacy to the work she's doing. It's just like as a government representative, it's like yeah. she's she is doing what she says she's doing. She is reaching out. she is talking did, to people.
0: Um, I missed the town hall feel since it was just an indivisible, it was basically an indivisible meeting. Yeah. (laughs) There were no dissenting voices at all. And I would have loved to
1: see that dynamic with her. Absolutely. I was kind of hoping there would be a group of non-indivisible, like naysayer people be like, no, or red, red card. Um, they gave us green and red cards to hold up if we agreed or disagreed. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, you're right. I think because even Debbie Dingell was like, you have to talk to like these moderate Republicans. You have to reach out to them. You have to talk and, and find your common ground. And she's, she was very like pro working together. If it makes sense to people, um, which right now we're not hearing a lot of, we're hearing a lot of resist. And she even acknowledged that like, there are people in Indivisible who tell, he'll tell you they don't want to work with any Republicans, but I'm telling you, I'm, that's not me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I think she said that, but the, she didn't, she's not making like
0: stupid compromises. She's not making really any so far. (laughs) She's, I don't know. I don't remember,
1: but she, it doesn't sound like she's not considering certain things because they were put forth by Republicans because she comes from Michigan, which has been a, which uh, is now a swing state.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, she's very anti-trade, and she has a. Yeah. She started out the night with Anti- a very passionate speech about jobs and trade. Mm-hmm. That was a little vague, <laughs> even when pushed, but uh,
1: it was good. Yeah. Um. So she had her panel. There were two lines for questions, and we just went back and forth. Um, and there was some overlapping questions, but that was minimal. Like everyone had like a different distinct question about something. And like a lot of the time I was like, oh my God, yeah, that is an issue that I don't think about. Like, I don't often think about jobs because I have one and I, and I like it. And I don't, I know a few people who are I guess job insecure or they either they're not making enough to live or whatever. But like for me, that is not an issue that I think about a lot. And I kind of was thinking about it differently. Like I was thinking about my brother who doesn't have a job. I was thinking about my parents. I was thinking about like all these people I know who, what they were talking about and what the Michigan works guy said would benefit them. So I liked that. Yeah. It,
0: uh, There's a different vibe on jobs. It was more like just go to Michigan Works and figure out what skills you need and get those. And, like, broaden your horizon of what you might be able to do instead of just pushing kids into four-year colleges. It was weird. I haven't had that perspective ever, even though that's what I believe, that four-year colleges suck. Yeah. I haven't seen that reflected in in like public government. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even in public. Like no one's like even on a national level, like our politics isn't one to be like like Obama might have said that a lot, like but we need more skilled tradesmen. Yeah, but not to the degree. And I think maybe one of the reasons we got more in depth on the issue there is because we live in a community we live in a state where manufacturing is a huge industry. Um and our infrastructure is terrible. That's how the that's how the the topic got brought up. Is they were talking about infrastructure and how there's right. going to be if you know say whatever infrastructure bill goes through, we don't have the manual labor to make that a reality. Right. So we're going to be in a worse spot than we were. I think they said seventy percent yeah. of is it plumbers seventy
0: percent of like skilled tradesmen are going to retire in the next ten years in the next or something. Ten years, yeah. horrifying that's
1: horrifying that freaks me the fuck out that freaks me out who's gonna build the roads am i gonna build the roads i'm not skilled i might have to go to school and fucking learn how to build a road (laughs) yeah um i guess no that i so i know you said like oh it was kind of like oh just go to michigan works everything will be fine but like i got worried i got i was sensing fear and i was sensing like why the fuck aren't we taught in high school that we should look into trades or like,
0: right. We're really not, but I feel like it's, it's like a short, (laughs) it's like not hard to get into those jobs. And when there's a big demand, like it'll be met.
1: But I guess they're saying like he was his example of like the, I don't know if she was a high schooler or whatever. Like when she found out what he made, she was like unhappy with that. Mm And now she's a college grad and she's not making anything. But you know, you don't, you don't start out so you go say you go to learn plumbing, you don't start out at eighty thousand. You get there very quickly, but you need to like grow in your position and learn and blah 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 blah. So you have to start early. And that's what I've always I had a professor in undergrad, the only person in like my entire like post secondary education, four years of undergrad, two years of grad school, the only person to ever say like Maybe we shouldn't all be professors, was this one professor. And she said, guys, there's this thing. There's this, like, social prestige that comes with being a professor. Society might be like, oh, my God, that's so glamorous. Like, oh, you set your own schedule, and you must make a lot of money, and you have expensive taste, and you have art in your home, and blah, blah, blah. But there's this other sort of prestige, which is, like, financial prestige, like, real, tangible prestige that a plumber, a good plumber... Can make twice as much money that she was making, and she's like, "I know them. I know plumbers who make twice as much as me. Did they go to? Did they do as much schooling? No. Have they worked as long? Yes. They make twice as much as me." And so she—that was like the first time that I ever heard like, going to college doesn't guarantee success. Yeah, you measure it with salary (laughs) or eating. Um, so that was really cool and kind of a wake-up call. Like, we're not the only people that that are. Being not lied to, but we're not the only people that that message is being forced upon. It's pervasive in our society. And if 70% of people in these skill trades are going to be gone in the next 10 years, That's, we're screwed. Yeah,
0: I feel like we That's won't be cool. screwed. I agree with all the messaging, but I don't... <laughs> I just, we're going to be if. I don't see it as a crisis because, I mean...
1: But it is a crisis because even they. I think they connect... I liked that they connect... Maybe I'm connecting the dots. I feel like they connect the dots really well. They were talking about, like, how did Trump win? People were people are anxious over not having, like, mobility in the workforce. And I think this ties into that. Um, at least I think they think it ties into that. I think they think Debbie Dingell and her panel, maybe not the p- policy... Woman, because she's she's n- not partisan. <laughs> As a representative for this organization, um, they were kind of connecting those dots and saying, "This is a crisis. People are anxious. We're not putting people into the workforce. We're not mobilizing the workforce we have, and giving them working or living wages. And we're not doing X, Y, and Z." Um, I I don't know. I kind of sensed the connections they were trying to draw, but yeah freaking out yeah
0: i'm just real tired i don't i don't think i care about anything right now (laughs) i'm just like "Eh, so Uh, what who cares you're debbie dingling right now you're tart but okay no this is what i mean if you can be in the skill and in some if you can be a plumber and like with like a year of vocational training or whatever like how big of a crisis is it that we don't have enough people
1: but do you want the freshman plumbers to be building all the roads I mean, you know what I mean. Like you like, have to whatever to, to build a road. No, <laughs> Does but it like, matter? I but even know. the guy from Michigan Works was saying, like, you, you don't. You there are jobs where you're not like ba- unpl- clogging backed up toilets. Like you work in a building, you work on the construction yeah. of the building, you create the systems, but you don't get there overnight. You have to be an apprentice, or you have to like do whatever. Like there's time yeah. involved, and it ends up being the same as a four year degree or longer. I mean, there's still. the I know. The, the I'm just
0: saying, like, there's still the 30% that'll be there to, like, be the managers or whatever, and I don't know.
1: Maybe. I don't know. You
0: know. Um, it's, um... I'm just pulling in Andrew right now.
1: You're very Andrew right now. <laughs> I'm just um, like,
0: what if you're okay, wrong? What
1: if you're wrong? Well, yeah. we'll find out in 10 years. Yeah. Um, it's yeah,
0: useless. It. What else do they talk about?
1: <laughs> um... So in the flyer and in the Facebook invite, and I think in the beginning they talked about, they talked about going. They talked about that they were going to talk about healthcare, but that didn't really come up a lot.
0: Well, she there addressed couple, it, and yeah, she talked about how her who's who is she a family member of,
1: like her dad or grandpa or someone was like in the. Congress. No, her husband's family, her, the Dingles. Oh. The um in the forties introduced universal health care, right. basically. So the Dingles
0: <laughs> the Dingles have been putting forth universal health care bills for decades and she's still fighting for that. But this is when she talked about like not just resisting everything, I think. Um like we have to look at the ACA and just kind of fight for a public option that the state's going to have because we couldn't even get that the first time. So, like, how do you think we're going to get to universal health care if we can't even do a public option? Right.
1: Yeah. That was something. I, so, I know very little about this, I will say before I start talking about it. <laughs> yeah. But it was refreshing and encouraging to hear her perspective on the affordable care act and just like what her thought process is behind it and like what needs to happen next and how we can get there and yeah she talked about um you know it's not popular to praise governor snyder but she really felt and i was shocked too when i found out that he and other governors like wrote this letter you know saying don't don't repeal it like this is stupid okay but here's the thing
0: um it is so annoying that you can get praised as a republican for just not wanting
1: to kill people i know i know (laughs) but i feel like that's that's the first step towards getting them to not kill people is to be like we like it when you don't kill like, reward them for the... Yeah, no, good you job. You know what I mean? It's like fucking
0: birds. But, I it's mean... Like, but
1: it's fucking... What is that? Behavior modification. If you want
0: me to expand Medicare, I have to kill some people in Flint with lead poisoning first. Yeah, well, he already did one, that. One of the other... He already did that, so... I know. That's what I mean. Um, I right. I think he did, the, he did the healthcare first, yeah. I think. So then, <laughs> then he was like, those people in Flint have to go if these other people are going to get healthcare. I mean,
1: it's the whole, like... The, I feel like this is, a, this is a kind of a universal predicament to be in, like... You know, you have to. There's. At what point do you separate people from their good and their terrible actions? Right. Like, Michael Jackson, really great popular music. I like dancing to it. Do I like him as a person? No. He did some real <laughs> shitty things to some people. And <laughs> it's hard for me to talk about because it's like, oh, but I like his music. So, how do you rectify these two things? Like, I would love. I love that Snyder wrote this letter and like is wants to support this healthcare for Michigan, at least because I live in Michigan and it affects people I know. Do I like that people in Flint are dying and, and 10 years, 20 years from now, people are going to have defects and things due to the lead poisoning. No, but, uh, so I don't have to like Snyder. I just have to like, like even Debbie Dingell. Would I be best friends with her? No, she's, Very abrasive, but do I like what she's doing? Yes. I love what she's doing and I love how she presents herself and I love how she's conveyed. She's not the most coherent speaker. No. Neither am I. So, but, but do I like what she's doing and do I like how it is realizing itself? Yes. I like that she's popular among our districts. I do like that because I feel like she is not, she's not a typical politician. And I'm glad that our community was like, we want we want that one."
0: <laughs> That's true. yeah. I feel like she does represent this district pretty well.
1: <laughs> she's like a person on the street. like she's like someone I know. like yeah. she's like people you just in your family. like she reminds me of like, like an yeah. aunt.
0: me too. Yeah. My aunts aren't that cool, but yeah, she's pretty cool.
1: She's yeah. like, I studied this I read this thing this book. And it's like, oh my well, gosh. some of my aunts are cool. anyway, ah, yeah, if they're listening. Which ants are they? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I, I only have listening. I only have two ants, so. Hmm.
0: Let me go through the list.
1: <laughs> two ants that are like related to my parents. Not like married. Hmm. I don't really talk to any of those ones. This isn't about me, it's it's about us
0: surviving. Surviving President Trump.
1: I cannot
0: believe it has only been 25 minutes.
1: It feels like forever. Do you have anything else to add? I do, but do you? Go for it. Um, It feels really good to be a part, to be in that room of like minded people who are all different from me. Like, there wasn't anyone in there that I was like, that guy and I are on the same page. Necessarily. Like everyone looked different than me. They're all shapes and sizes. Ages. There were like older people, students, people that couldn't even vote yet were there. Yeah. Um, retirees. I'm sure there was at least one teacher. <laughs> um, not from this school. But yeah, it was cool to hear the anger. It was cool to hear the frustration, the fear, the desperation. It was cool to hear all of it. And the hope and the... There's a lot of thank you there. There's a lot of thanks to towards Debbie Dingle and a lot of thanks towards from the Indivisible team to us and everybody. So it was just a good feeling-wise experience.
0: It did feel good that there were a good few dozen people at a town hall.
1: I would say there were at least... There were probably 100 people there. Because that, that's front, that, the, the whole bottom was... Mostly filled. Okay, yeah, I don't I'd know. I'd say 100, Maybe. at least.
0: Um, I don't know, it felt like a, a, an actual meeting. Yeah. That was, like, appropriate for that room. And um, it's, like, day 80-something of the actual presidency, which is, like, so many di- It's 23 weeks since the election. Yeah. And we're still seemingly pretty strong, so that felt good. It also felt good that... They hosted this. The representative actually came out. They got all this documentation (laughs) that's like, I have it here.
1: Oh, yeah. Ann Arbor
0: Indivisible. They have all their contact information and the committees that she's on so that you would know. And they went through five different broad topics and told you what to thank. Debbie Jingle for and what to ask her about and what to tell her to fight for.
1: And um, they give us the slides basically like how to participate in democracy effectively. Yeah, there's like it just made me feel like there's an actual there's
0: an there mean didn't make me feel like it. There is an actual organization that's fighting for us in our yeah, hometown. Like this
1: is the first time that I felt like like wow a group is organized enough to. I have a lot less anxiety yes. about nothing happening. <laughs> yes. I feel like, Oh, <laughs> I, there's an agenda. Like there's an agenda and I can, I can work towards that agenda. There's like, an agenda. It. There's tons of people fighting for it. Debbie Dingle gave us some concrete to do's, you know, talk to your state reps. Don't forget them. That should not fall on Debbie's shoulders because <laughs> she's mad. <laughs> and we need to give her a break. Um, the thing that I also want to reiterate, and this is probably true in other states, but especially Michigan, is, you know, we're not, we're not, 2018 isn't safe. Like, there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was like, don't, f- like, don't think for one second that we got this. Like, we, we had to do stuff. Specifically
0: talking about the governorship in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, especially after learning about, I mean, Rick Snyder, it's not black and white. <laughs> there are things that he did that aren't evil, that he could run on. It's not like a foregone conclusion that he, actually, I don't know if he can run again, but like the Republican.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can't run again, but a Republican can.
0: But like, yeah, the, the Republicans aren't doing 100% bad things.
1: Not in Michigan, at least
0: in the Michigan governorship. Yeah. There's like really atrocious anti anything you can think of that come up every now and then. But it's like in between this other stuff that they can advertise and that would go really well with um, the people here. So
1: yeah, it's not you have to organize. Yeah, <laughs> and and that was it was good to hear because I mean she knows, right? She she has. What I understand to be a very accurate barometer of the political situation, at least in her district, if not well, in the whole state. Like she, yeah, she's
0: had like a hundred fucking meetings this year. Yeah, from so, people in the state.
1: So I feel like Debbie Dingell, out of any Congressperson I've ever heard of or have heard about in the news or have looked into, you know, their schedule and their vote history and their meeting, I feel like Debbie Dingell truly represents the people in her district because she knows them. I feel like she. I felt like she. I might not agree with some of her positions on things, but it's but it's what the community wants. And I know populism is dangerous. I don't think it's that. I feel like she she's she's smart enough to do her research and to understand what would be in the best interest of her constituents. Yeah. Without there necessarily being an opinion on it from us being voiced. So, I Appreciate that. What do you disagree with? Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard things in the past, and it sounded like it sounded like her positions are different than what I was led to believe. Like I thought her positions on like jobs and on uh, manufacturing, just in general, like business, I thought her positions were different than what she voiced them to be. I thought she was more. I thought she was more like, let's deregulate, let's do whatever, but it sounds like she's not. It sounds like she's actually like, what's in the best interest of the worker? What's in the best interest of people? Um, yeah. But that was like the only thing that I heard that I was like, oh, I thought she'd be more pro-business, like big business, like companies and deregulating and blah, 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 but it sounds like she's not.
0: Right. She talked about higher wages yeah. a lot. So.
1: Which I guess I thought too in Michigan wasn't necessarily – something that was on the docket, but yeah, of course it is. Um, yeah. She
0: so could have some <clears throat> anti-regulation thoughts. Yeah. She didn't really go into that.
1: Yeah. Other than um, that, I don't think there was anything that she voiced tonight that I was like, nah, but, um,
0: but yeah, no, she's cool. I would like to see how different it is when you go to a town hall with someone that represents the whole state <laughs> as yeah. opposed to, you your small district of people that live, like, right here?
1: Yeah, I would assume similar. I don't know if Debbie we'd...
0: Stabenow is getting up on stage like, yeah, sorry, true. I'm kind of bitchy. <laughs> I don't picture Debbie's
1: completely different. Like, we, I mean, we saw the Hillary rally. She did give a very, like, politician like, speech. Yeah, she seems more, because, I mean, she's a senator, right? So she, I feel like the higher up the food chain you go, the more you're, like, yeah, broadening your message. In yeah. a way, so yeah, she's more politiciany, and more people vote for her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's a she's a state senator. I want to meet her. We yeah. have to do that now. Um, but yeah, overall, great experience. I can't wait to do it again. I I would I I feel like I want to get more involved in the local level. It just sounded like a lot of issues and things um, can be fought for and addressed at a local level first before moving on to the state. Like a lot of like the education stuff. I feel like, yeah, schools get funding from the state, but we can volunteer. and we yeah, can Yeah. I and, mean,
0: we can do a lot with education, a lot with funding for college, yeah. a lot with healthcare, Medicaid, a lot with, um, there was one other thing I wanted to say, but I don't remember, but the state does a lot. We can have, like, we can have universal health care and free college in Michigan.
1: And that's one of the things, so just to reflect a little bit on our democracy, (laughs) like, that's something that the founders did on purpose. Like, they created these, you know, almost sovereign states within this federal government to prevent tyranny, to prevent one figurehead from being like, you do this, you do this, you do that. Um, but also to reflect the diverse nature of what they anticipated to be the states. Because even then, they had cities and they had rural areas. So they had differing opinions and they thought, well, wait, let's break up these groups into different smaller groups and they can fucking run themselves.
0: Yeah. So... The only reason my politics personally is, is I just think nationally is because most of my adult life I've had a Republican state and a Democratic uh, nation. So yeah. <laughs> I would always just look to the federal system to save me um, because my state doesn't do shit for me. But they can.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think th- something Debbie said over and over again was you got to get out there. You got to be loud and you got to keep it up because, one, she's not going to know what to fight for. if She doesn't have people... Yeah. Screaming at her all the time. Which it was... Her attitude is all like... People been yelling at me all day. <laughs> but I came anyway. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Because it's fucking true. I'd be fucking... I could not handle that. I, um... Do you want to talk
0: about... One particular moment that was not like that? Sure. Um. Okay. So, one of the earlier questions was from a woman that um had been sexually assaulted and she was very emotional about it and asked Debbie Dingle um to fight to keep abortion legal and um Debbie Dingle kind of opened up and said that she had experience with that
1: she yeah, she said I I know I I know more than you know something or, like that yeah, yeah. I, I have I have experience I've dealt with this more than you know
0: yeah, so that was crazy um, for me that an elected official would. Be, I, I don't, I've never heard of that happening with an elected official. Yeah, that they would open up about something like that. Yeah. Um, have you?
1: <laughs> uh, only like. No, not in that way. Yeah, not at a town, not at a town hall where that wasn't the focus. Like the focus was. Yeah, seated to be jobs in healthcare. I mean, this is kind of ties into healthcare, but like, yeah, it was it was a real moment. And at the end, I don't know if you caught this, but the she would answered the question, or she was like done, and the moderator was like, "Okay, next question." And Debbie was still like looking over here at the woman yeah. who had asked that question, and she said, oh, like she didn't did know the next question was happening," and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm still over here." Yeah, like she was still like. Yeah, she, t- got she got was real like, moved by it. She yeah, was like, touched by it. Yeah, she got real it. moved by it. It yeah, was and she, really good. Yeah, it was really good and it was just like that wasn't so often I feel like you see those things and it, you just get the sense like, "Ugh, this is this is just what they're supposed to do." And this is like how they they're like pretend not pretending, but they're like performing this reaction right now. But that wasn't that was real. That was like Yeah. I'm still over here.
0: And it's just another example in my life uh, where Pretty much every woman has been raped. Like, yeah. <laughs> men are terrible. And I, you just, it's just, it's bad. Yeah. We have a problem. But, um, yeah, so abortion should be legal. She basically, I mean, she fights for Planned Parenthood, but she basically just said that Republicans are unable to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's so they're attacking Planned Parenthood. And thankfully we have the
1: courts, but we won't for long because the Supreme court's changing. So yeah. it was cool. I, I, I want to know more about, cause she said, you know, I never thought I'd put so much faith in the courts or yeah. never thought I'd be so like excited or like, whatever she said about yeah. it. And it was like, what What does that mean? Like, what's the story there, Debbie? Like, <laughs> why, why didn't you like the courts? So, yeah. That's, I mean, I, that's an interest. They're usually
0: like... slow and, I mean, when's the last time you heard of before recently a, yeah. the court system really working for the people? I mean, yeah. Usually, it's like some rapist is just got community service and abortions illegal in Kansas and uh, some other bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been good. The law is woke.
1: Mm-hmm. Parts of it.
0: I hate that phrase now. Woke? Yeah. Corporations are using it now. Uh,
1: you're like, Lift is.
0: Lyft is woke. Pepsi, we're just trying to be woke. And it's like, you don't understand that you can't be woke because you're the system. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You don't understand. Um.
1: What actually happened? Is there any news? <laughs> what I don't want to talk about the news. I I feel like...
0: The is there any, of
1: Um Because I do want to talk about
0: it. Like, if there's anything that happened...
1: I don't think. I want to mention it. There were things that were... I've, uh, I don't think there was any, like, big, big stuff. There probably was something. Well, a lot of the stuff flies under the radar because... And Debbie even said this, like, you know, he tries to distract you with a tweet, and then he does some shitty, and then... Yeah. Um,
0: I don't think the last time we recorded, they... Uh, they dropped that other bomb, the the mother-of-all-bombs bomb on uh, Afghanistan.
1: What? Didn't they, though? Oh, no! I don't think we talked about it last week. Yeah, big bomb, biggest non-nuclear bomb, yep. killed 90-some... What they're saying is ISIS. I don't know how you prove they were ISIS deaths. Yeah, I don't know. But, um... I guess, I mean, they were saying it was an ISIS
0: compound, like, tunnels, like a tunnel system. Right. It was all ISIS, so... Full of ISIS. Yeah.
1: These tunnels are so to see.
0: That's stupid. And then they're like moving into fucking North Korea and fucking just tweeting threats to North Korea. Like you're tweeting threats to a nation that wants to nuke us and is working on nukes. You're tweeting a threat to them.
1: He's literally doing everything Hillary Clinton said he was going to do. She was like, you can bait him with a tweet. And it's like, he's doing the opposite to other countries. (laughs) He literally is. And then Mike Pence goes out there
0: and he's like, we're not it's fine, guys. No, he like made it worse. He Ugh. like said some shit about Donald Trump's resolve with North Korea and it's like
1: why are we making them more mad? <laughs> like To be fair, their missile launch failed. Yeah. Not to be fair. To be to add information that I think is ironic and may have saved us all. Might <laughs> may, may have bought us all another few months on this earth. The missile Launch failed.
0: Yeah, the missile launch failed, and like, you're not doing anything but making them mad. Yeah, I haven't heard about any like anything. Like, what the fuck is your plan? Like,
1: was it Rex? All someone? you
0: said that all you said was that you wanted China to be tougher on North Korea, and then you realized that that's not going to work, and you admitted that. Okay, well, then can you stop pissing them off? <laughs>
1: It's just real annoying. It's dangerous. It's like... I understand that, you know, there's probably a plane you can take off in to escape the nuclear holocaust, but I can't. (laughs) I can't. I'm stuck here. And there's just no... like. I mean, I don't like to buy into the whole, like, you know, oh, all these psychiatrists and psychologists have, like, diagnosed him as fill-in-the-blank. But, like, this shows a clear lack of empathy for just the people you're supposing to govern. Yeah. Like, oh, my actions might kill them all. And the world. Yeah, we're, like,
0: we're getting into war and he's just not taking anything seriously. <laughs> it's really but again, concerning.
1: This makes sense? <laughs> she told us. Well, not only her, yeah, but, like, all of this, like there's part of me that's like yeah i'm i'm dreading it but i'm not shocked i'm not like oh my god i didn't know this was gonna happen it's like i'm so dreading the fact that like of course this is of course of course he's tweeting in North korea this makes perfect sense um i am am
0: kind of shocked i mean the more i think about it the more shocking it is like it's not normal (laughs) it's so bad no it's not normal it's very bad i knew he was terrible but like God, it's been less than 90 days, and we're tweeting threats to other nations and
1: just b- bombing an airport for no reason. Like <laughs> Again, I this I this makes sense to me. This is this is exactly in line with the Trump that we came to know and love. This makes perfect sense to me. Am I it outraged? It does
0: make sense.
1: I'm not like, but, like I'm outraged at <sighs> like I don't, know. I don't think I'm outraged. I think I'm just it's really. There's scary. certain things that I am completely powerless over, and that's one of them. I can't. I'm. Mean, well, maybe if we organize and fucking blow like, march on Washington and shut it down, then yeah. But that <sighs> yeah. There's, that's not. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, of course, this is happening. Like, I just feel so like, like when you watch a TV show and you kind of know how it's going going to end. You keep watching. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, you knew that was going to happen, but I don't know. It's like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The prophecy is Trump destroys world and the fulfilling part is Trump destroying the world. So I feel like if I don't take that lens and that approach to the situation, I will be very, I'll be in a very bad Yeah. Spot.
0: No, I, I basically, I mean, in my daily life, I don't care. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, this is so fucked. Yeah.
1: It's really bad, y'all. But that's... I mean, for the time being, we still have chocolate.
0: Yeah, until tariffs come into play and we can't afford
1: it. Only American chocolate. It doesn't
0: grow here, Donald.
1: Uh, God damn it. <laughs> We're going to round up all the blacks. They're going to make the chocolate. Now I'm doing... I do better with impressions when I have an impressionist to play off of, and that impressionist would be Alec Baldwin.
0: Right, you do sound just like Alec Baldwin's Trump. You do.
1: We're gonna round up all the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: pretty good. Uh, Chicago, Detroit. Oh my god! Get that! Get our city out of your mouth. Our city. We
1: live in fucking. I live in Ipsaladi.
0: I know. I just prefer that Donald Trump doesn't know Michigan exists. Um, yeah, I mean, did something happen with Hillary? Did something cute happen?
1: No, something terrible happened. This book came out, not terrible, but there's like a book about, I can't, it's called like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like spiraled, but basically how she destroyed herself.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, but whatever. Fuck it. I didn't actually hear about this. Yeah. I'd like to know more. Everyone else uh, can just Google Hillary book and (laughs) see what comes up. But she um, modeled Katy Perry's shoe called (laughs) Hillary. (laughs) What does it look like? Katy Perry has a line of shoes and one of them is the Hillary. And it is a pink pump with a lucite heel. It's clear. With... Um, I think, like, stars and moons in the heel. And she put them on and she did, like, it's like, fun pose. <laughs> and there's a cute picture of Hillary in them. I'm Googling this. Yeah.
1: Hillary. I'll probably
0: make it the post on Facebook. Katie. Unless I already did last week.
1: No, you did not. <laughs> no, you didn't. I think I did. Why did I see this? I don't know. Oh, it's cute! She's doing a little, like... Arm up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing some jazz hands. Hillary... The USA Today headline is, Hillary Clinton models millennial pink heels for Katy Perry's shoe line.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. That pastel pink is called millennial pink now because it's trendy. Katy
1: Perry... Oh, Katy Perry dyed her hair blonde.
0: Katy Perry has a buzz cut now. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> she has a buzz cut.
1: So many new things.
0: Yeah. Who's... Uh, what's your favorite celebrity news?
1: Uh, Charlize Theron, everything. <laughs> did, wasn't there that article that you... Didn't you, like, post an article about, like... No, no, no. Someone else did. But there's... Of course there is. There's this, like, stereotype. Um, when people watch movies with, like, a badass female lead, they automatically, like, don't like her. Oh. Because she's being a bitch or whatever. And so... Charlize Theron a perfect example because most of the women she, most of the female characters she plays in movies are badasses who either kill people or defend people or whatever. Um, And so there's this like group of people who don't like Charlize Theron because she's a bitch on screen and it's like, fuck you. She plays these amazingly strong characters and it's like an inspiration to me just to see (laughs) that like different kinds of women exist in the world yeah. Um it's just Even if they sexism. are
0: murderers. It's fun. It's always fun when you find a good example of like straight up sexism. Yeah. And you're like, this is textbook sexism. Boom. Texism. <laughs> textbook sexism. To sexism. Um Yeah. By by the cure by Lady Gaga on iTunes. Currently number one.
1: One day Lady Gaga will hear this podcast and she'll smile.
0: And she will cure me. Me too. Go to survivingpresidenttrump.com, and
1: uh, the other things. Keep keep surviving. Bye bye.